everybody. Welcome to another episode of Gaming Gone Weird. This is episode number 45, and I'm low-key already in vacation mode, but the pod goes on. Welcome, guys, to another beautiful Wednesday here on Know Your News slash Gaming Gone Weird, where we talk about everything in all gaming and all the weird games that do come out. Uh, I'm here with my 6'5 co-host with AirPods and a fresh fade. You know him. You love him. You guys call him Ghost Stories. I call him my best friend, Peter. What's up, man? How you feeling, bro? What you been up to? I'm feeling good, man. I am uh, just trying to stay cool down here. It's supposed to be one of the hottest weeks ever oh, in, the great city of Atlanta, uh, in the great city of Atlanta. And uh, it is. <laughs> can't confirm. Yes. It's terrible. Uh, it's like It's not like when you walk outside and then you're like, oh, it's hot outside when you step into the sun. You walk outside and it's the same temperature in the shade as it is the sun. And then, um, then I'm upset. Is really what it is. It's a it's an uncomfortable hotness. Yes, yes. The hotness. Usually, we love to bring the hotness. Not so much this week. Not so much this week. You know, here That's on gaming, going weird. We love to bring the heat. I feel you, dude. Dude, I'm, I'm gonna saying. I'm gonna be in Texas uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they're talking about temperatures at 101 degrees. Like that's temperature. Please yeah, please. Seriously. No, I, I'm going to keep a water bottle on deck because those temperatures are absolutely crazy. 101 degrees. I'm going to be wearing the shortest of shorts, the thinnest of tank tops. So I was hoping the thinnest of shorts and the shortest of tank tops. But here we are. <laughs> hey, hey, and no matter how that combo works out, man, we could. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, no, no, either either or would be good. I don't think there's like I think that'd be a perfect scenario anyway. Like so. Um so please hydrate. I will. I will. I really will because um, I know it's going to be hot and we're going to be walking around all day. But I'm just seriously excited, man. Um, if you guys don't know who I am, I'm the host of uh, Gaming or co-host of Gaming on Where. My name is Nick Tana, and uh, I'm going to be bringing to you a bunch of news for this week, as uh, as well as games that are coming out. And also, uh, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about more discussion pieces about uh, gamer burnout because that is definitely a thing. And then we also want to talk about. Um, getting rid of that backlog, that gaming backlog that you guys have had piled up to the ceiling of games that you're like, oh, I'm going to buy it. It's on sale. Let's get to it. And it's just like, mm-hmm. you never touch it. You never absolutely touch the games that are just mm-hmm. forever old or just you, you're like, I'm going to get to it. And then it was time on goes by. Yeah, it, was it was on sale. sale. Why not get it? <laughs> don't we all say that? Sale, don't we all say that as a gamer? Yes. Like, oh, I yes. remember when this game was 50 bucks and now it's like 15 bucks and you're like, I'm going to buy it. But then. Uh, Pikmin 4 comes out, and that's the only game you could possibly think <laughs> of in your head. Dude, I have been thinking about Pikmin 4 for a uh, hot You gotta minute. try it, man. You gotta try it. It's I have to try it, but I just haven't wanted to spend the 60 bones on it. But, like, trust me, it's been haunting mm, my right, mind. Because right. when, when that game gets a um, a Metacritic score, like a, a score better than Final Fantasy 16, one of my favorite games right now, I was like, okay. is the Are the little are the it's little game. Play- are the little plants up to something? It's <laughs> are a they game. It's not games? a game, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a serious um, thing. But yeah, man. Thank you guys all for being here, man. If you guys want to help contribute to the podcast in any way, shape, or form, other than just doing the basic stuff like subbing, liking, commenting, because all that stuff really does help bring in potential new listeners and tell people more about the show. You guys could also send a KYN chat. A KYN chat helps support uh, supports us as well as Jimmy and keeping the lights on for the podcast. So. Uh, it makes us all happy, and uh, we all love to be happy around here. Um, other than that, uh, Peter, why don't you get us kicked off with the QOTD, other known as other? It's 
I totally stumbled that. Also known as the question of the day. Uh, the QOTD, the cutted. All right. <laughs> the question of the day Whoa. Uh, that we have for you guys this week is, when is the best time to purchase a console during the console's life cycle? Okay. And okay. I was thinking about this because I just I just picked up a Switch for the first time. Okay. It's the OLED. It's got the biggest screen. Um, I don't know much about it outside of that. It's got the biggest screen, so it felt like a good purchase. But um, just something to think about because when companies come out with consoles, they have a lifespan, so probably five to ten years, somewhere in there, and they have versions of that that console um, drawn out in advance. So they're going to release the first release. You got the early adopters, which is a small segment. And then you have this giant bell curve, which is everybody else, the majority. And then you have people like me who wait about two months before they release the next thing. And that's when I get the, the, the console. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know what your thoughts and opinions are uh, for the best time to purchase a console during its life cycle. I won't, we won't talk about PCs because you can always parts come and go all the yeah. time. Cases come and go all the time, but so for consoles, um, especially like special editions, you know they have smaller versions, they have larger versions, they have larger uh, hard drives, you know whatever. So, want to get your feedback on that. When do you normally purchase one? What do you think the best time to purchase one is? Um, time of year, even. But right. Okay, so this is a great uh, topic to even talk about. Um, I've been no stranger. I've never tried to hide this at all, but uh, GameStop has absolutely bamboozled me when the Xbox Series S came out the first time around. It came out around holiday season, and I'm pretty sure that was Madden 21. I know Mahomes was on the cover of it. I can't remember what year it was, but I knew I wanted a next-gen console just because I knew Madden was going to be out on it. I thought the next-gen wave of gaming was going to be like so advanced and so much better that I had to get my hands on it. I had like a, a, a FOMO of like not having the next gen console. Right. 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 Uh, so if you guys are unaware the way that GameStop does it is the way they do their bundles is basically you have to, if you're going to buy a console that early on, it's always a bundle. Um, I had to buy a bundle through GameStop with the switch, with, which ended up having like the console three games. And then they also had like, stuff you don't even really care about uh for instance uh mine came with splatoon um i think zelda uh some 20 dollar game and then it came with like a splatoon nerf gun or something and you're just like okay for how much extra that actually costs you could have saved that and just bought the console and the games you wanted but they don't like you doing that uh so when the xbox series s came out uh i spent well over and it was about like 600 bucks for the console itself and two games that weren't even $60 games, a headset, which I knew wasn't a hundred dollar headset. And um, I think they threw in like a few years of game pass, which so like I overpaid for it when it first came out. Um, So I a little bit more hesitant on buying stuff when it first drops. Um, I did a very good job with the steam deck. I think the steam deck has proven though, that the, the console runs well, uh, the benchmarks for it is absolutely insane. People are loving it. The games run very well. That's a time after a few months, everybody's talking about it. You don't really hear a lot of complaints where you're just like, okay, now it might be time. Um, generally, I like to wait. I would like to wait for it to just kind of like the prices to either go down or level out because um, console prices really don't go down as much as I would like them to. 
because uh, I remember waiting and telling people like just wait for the Switch to kind of get a discount. Uh, the Switch didn't get a discount, but it did release a version of it that was a lot simpler and a lot cheaper than the original price, which is the Switch right. Lite. Obviously, you lose out on some features, but if you really just want the Switch for what it is, you could buy it for that. Um, but I mean, the Switch has stayed the same price around like 300 bucks. It doesn't really go on sale. Um, they might have a bundle included where it's like, oh, the Switch is 300 bucks, but you get a free Mario game. So it would be like, technically, you, you're instead of paying 400, you're paying 300 with the game. Uh, so I do like that. Uh, but you just, it's, it's such a hard question to answer because no time's really a perfect time. But if I could give out a little bit of advice due to my problems that I had, I would probably just say, wait until like, you know, okay, reviews are good. You feel like that you're getting it for a game that you could play on here and it's going to perform exceptionally well and that you're not like kind of overpaying for something. And then just go for it because then it comes like how you said, okay, well, I got the Xbox Series S, but I would have loved to wait for that Black Series S to come out because that is a way cleaner console than the original. Um, So I can't really give you a direct answer. Uh, Obviously, Wait till you're financially stable to get one. That's like always rule number one. Make sure you're able to afford it. That's the best time to actually buy a console in its life cycle. Uh, But if you feel like you just want the system and you're going to like maybe run one or two games on there, nothing crazy. You could wait for like a cheaper model to come out. Or if you need it in that exact moment, uh, just look to get it as soon as possible. But I will tell you, just try to not have that FOMO uh, habit of just buying something that is... uh, not worth it because I wish I could have that other 300 bucks that I got for my Xbox Series S and Gears Tactics that never touched. And also for Watch Dogs 3 that I, you guessed it, never touched. Um, the headphones that I gave to my brother never touched. I wish I would have just saved it. Those bundles are terrible. They're just straight up scams. I'm coming for you, GameStop. I'm coming for you. Yeah. There's no love here. No love. So that's a lot of insight for sure. The only console that I ever went and purchased at release was Xbox One. So I actually got a day one Xbox One. I had the day one Xbox One controller still. Um, Went there on release, got it. Never had a problem with it. Never had an issue with it. But once the S's came out, I was like, man, I wish I didn't have a 50-ton brick of a console. Like, that looks so much more convenient. Transport, uh, uh, transporting it was so much easier. Like, would have been so much easier. So I got to play the games right away, but the console itself, like, I, I wish I would have waited. I mean, I still enjoyed it, but it is – the. I think the best versions of consoles come out at way after the fact, like way after release. So, I say, I swear, like, I think they do it on purpose. Sure, I don't want to say sure. they do because then it's like, okay, well, you could just trade it in and get another one, which that's always an option. But gamers, let's be honest with ourselves. How many times have we just felt like we're just too lazy to do that? You've thought about it, but you don't end up going we talk through about with it. it. Everyone's like, you, what are you doing with it? I'm going to trade it in. You never yeah, you, it in. you keep yeah. it. You collect dust. Hence the yeah. six consoles that are back there right, just right, collecting right. dust that don't get played <laughs> like they should. So, so like that Xbox One was the first one for me, but the Switch, I feel like I'm buying it 
maybe one or two years before they actually right. release something else. Yes. But the version that I got, you know, I've, I've compared it to to a different switch, and it's like this feels like the best possible version of what what's out right now. It is. Um, the switch light, I, I don't think I could ever do that. I, being able to have the dock and, and plug it into TV right. is just so easy. It's so I nice. Always ask yourself like what you're going to use it for. Um, I would never like in me personally, you guys could say what you want. Like I'm, my word is not God. Uh, me personally, when it comes to buying consoles, like I don't want to cheap out because at the end of the day, bro, technology is, it's an investment, especially for something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the switch light, it's not going to have the benefits that you actually need. Um, if you think about it, like, okay. Um, somebody told me if you're like on the go a lot, that switch OLED, that OLED screen that you actually get to look so at. Nice. It's beautiful. Uh, for me, I don't really have any OLED screens in my house except for my TVs. They would look great on my TV, but a lot of the time my stuff's docked up. So I'm okay with just having that. And trust me, I also had a FOMO of getting the OLED uh, Pokemon Switch, which I really, really wanted. And I was just like, all right, calm down. Um, but yeah, so um, always keep that in mind too when you're, uh, when you're buying a console. Indeed. I'm going to take a look at this Pokemon Switch. It's awesome. It's seriously so cool. Um. Let us know down below, guys, what you guys think is the perfect life cycle for to buy a console when you think it's good. Um, I will also say, too, um, I'm more apt to buy like something more right away uh, to, to kind of end on this. Sorry if I'm sure, rambling sure. on. Um, but like I'm more apt to spend a lot more money on like a PlayStation. And that's just not me fanboying or a switch because the exclusives you get with that, it's more you you need that console to play that versus like Xbox you know you have a PC you're good to go for that situation sure, sure. uh so availability to games will also kind of eager me to want to buy something a little quicker fair enough um yeah, yeah so um Without further ado, guys, we're going to go ahead and uh, get more kicked off into the show. I want to show you guys the games that are going to be announced this week. Uh, a lot of good ones, to say the least, too. I'm very excited for a lot of these games. Uh, the first game that we have is Remnant 2. This is coming out on the PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. It came out on the 25th. Uh, this game looks absolutely amazing. I, really, I don't have any footage on me right now, but a lot of people are really loving this game. Uh, next you have Ratchet and Clank that is making its appearance on the PC. So a lot of people that are complaining that P PS5 holds its games on its consoles for no one else to play. You lied. It's on the PC. You're good to go. Go ahead and grab it. Next game we have is the expanse. It's a telltale series game that looks very great. I watched the trailer and I was kind of drawn to it sort of like a movie and it has a space theme to it. So if you do like telltale games that don't Dude, have I a lot of game, telltale games. they don't have a lot of gameplay, but the story and the options that you get to pick are absolutely great. And then a game last but not least that I saw that I got blown away by is Disney illusion Island, which is a $40 game. It's a platformer. I love this little art style. It has it's Disney. It's cheap. It's a platformer. I have my eyeballs on this game. So I'm very, very, very lenient towards getting this Disney. Game. I like, I like the mean art, the, the like the mean expressions that the, I like uh, it. It gives I, Disney a different look. Like it gives them a little, a little, a little edge. edge. And yeah, I, like I like that. that. I like that. I like Mickey having a little bit of, uh, <laughs> you, too. I uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he got a little yeah. bit of hump to him. And I, <laughs> I love that. I love to see that. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Man. Any games that you think you would pick up from that, uh, from that list at all? Anything by Telltale. I would absolutely play. I think that's I looked, the, I looked at that one. Of, I think that's one of the most amazing series of games. 
amazing studio. I I full full board for them. I'll support anything that they do. So I love it. I love it. Telltale. That's your guy. Dude, I'm telling. Right there. <laughs> hey, who's over there? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, all right. <laughs> the guy, the guy that's giving me the cue cards in the corner. That's who's over. There. Any, any Telltale game? Um, uh, yeah, I'm super down for. It. What about you? Anything from that list? Oh man. I, so while I'm figuring out my lefts and my rights, let's get into our first topic of the podcast before I uh, lose my mind. What, was there anything on that list that you wanted? Oh, I'm sorry. Remnant 2. Remnant 2 looks Remnant awesome. Two, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think Remnant 2 looks very good. Uh, the thing about that game, I'll get into it real quick, is it's uh, it's basically like uh, it's it's generated differently, so two people won't have the same gameplay or the ga- same story Whoa. each time. Yeah, so like I'll start different than what you start, and then I might have a different ending than what you have. So it's like very – the campaign, you can start off in like a bunch of different locations and stuff. That's cool, man. And it looks That's like – it has a cool like it has a, thir- it has a third-person gameplay, so it kind of looks like Gears of War too, like the, like the combat. I've noticed. That's such I a really cool idea. Like Check it out. Check out Remnant 2, guys. Um, the first topic I do want to get into is nothing too crazy. It's something a little slight, but if you guys love games like Spider-Man, Wolverine, Ratchet and Clank, well, this tweet is for you. Uh, just so you guys know, there's a new unannounced AAA title that is being worked at in Insomniac right now. This tweet from Dream Walker says itself. They've been working on another unannounced AAA aside from Marvel's Spider-Man 2, Wolverine, and... Apparently, there's not a lot of stuff on it, uh, but a former Blizzard developer is working on this project. It's say it's years and years away to come, but is this something that you're excited about, Pete? Because I feel like with this game or like this team, they put out a lot of a lot of bangers like PS5 or um, I'm sorry, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, obviously Spider-Man 5 or Spider-Man 5, what, what? Spider-Man was a great game and you, Spider-Man 2 looks just as good. And Ratchet and Clank was one of my favorite games that came out for the PS5, and it really took advantage of that PS5 was, feel. Uh, like it took it took it like a lot and pushed that system to its limits and used a lot of stuff that benefited for the PS5 and came out with a great game. A lot of games I can't say for the PS5. So I'm very excited to see what they're working on that's new. I, I have told you many times, as I'm sure you can remember, that your Ratchet and Clank streams was like just like that was one of the nicest looking games I've ever seen. Um, oh and my you God. streamed that like very early on. And I was watching that, like, I can't even believe this is gameplay. Like, that is a that's an incredible looking game. I'll also say that the Miles Morales title, uh, if you're ever scrolling through TikTok, you will often find people who are just playing music and just swinging through the city. For some reason, I'm in that algorithm. I, and like, I am I get, so glad you said that. I get I lost waste, in that. I have I wasted lost in those. hours. I yes. have wasted yes. so many, so much time watching yeah. people swing to like to Evanescence, bro. <laughs> Dude, exactly, exactly. I am just in, dude. I get lost in those, oh those live streams God. all the time. It's just like if the title's like swing in tunes or something, something stupid like that. But I just <laughs> I like get sucked in so easily because and it looks I, so engaging. It's like so compelling. I don't know why, but it's beautiful. It's like a, it's a beautiful title. Sure. Xbox fanboys be like, oh, are you just gonna swing all day with the same circuit <laughs> animations? Like, yes, we will be. No, no, it's we will really be. nice. It's really nice <laughs> I don't so. know. I'm what excited, it is. man. They make good looking stuff. They did Sunset Overdrive. Uh, it's cool. It's very stylized. It's artistic. I, I, 
They make good games. I want good games. So I'm excited for it. Right. I wish I could give you guys more info on everything. It's just kind of cool to know that that uh, that Insomniac is cooking up something great uh, because they they really do make great titles. And um, seeing that they're working on something after the the engagement that it's been getting with Spider-Man 2, uh, Ratchet and Clank, it's finally out on PC. People are enjoying that for the first time that can't that don't have a PS5. Uh, I'm just excited to see them. I'm letting them cook. As my son would say, let them cook. I love that. <laughs> um, the next topic, getting into it really quick, is Madden 24 has released their new ratings for the teams that are going to be in the game. And I wanted to ask Peter what he thinks about some of these ratings because I'm going to go ahead and pull up the offense right now. These are the top 10 teams that you could use in Madden 24. The Chiefs with a insane rating of 91. Bengals in second, Eagles third, Bills fourth, Cowboys fifth, Vikings sixth, Ravens seventh, Browns eighth, Chargers ninth, and the Dolphins at 10th for the 10th highest overall in the game for offense. For defense, you have the 49ers with an 88 overall rating on defense. And I can't remember a team that high of a rating for defense, except for like making a custom team in Madden. Uh, The Bills are also at an 88. Cowboys at 87. Dolphins get an 86. Steelers at 85. Chargers at 84. Eagles with 83. Browns with 83. Jets with 82. And the Patriots at a whopping 82 overall for defense. Pete, do you feel like these ratings are fair? Do you feel like someone got snubbed? What are we thinking here with these Madden ratings? I have a snub. Okay. That I want to bring up. And the disrespect on this name. You're not allowed to bring up your own team. It baffles me <laughs> to no end. Okay. This player from Philadelphia carried my fantasy team last season. And the fact that he's even touching Dak Prescott in these ratings is Ooh. it's offensive, really, is what it is. It's offensive, Nick Tana, is what it is. And let me tell you why. The fact that Jalen Hurts is not even in the 90s, not even 90. And you're saying he's one tick better than Dak Prescott, who, by the way, is exactly the same, statistically speaking, as Kirk Cousins. So let's not forget. Let's not forget. Whoa, 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 bro, bro, bro. Hey, look, look, I love having you on the show, but we ain't going to slander Kirk Cousins on this podcast. Exactly. We Why is Zach slander. Prescott above him? It makes oh. no sense. How is Jalen Hurts not a, at least a 90? If you made the Super Bowl that year and you led your team to a Super Bowl, he you should be a little bit. a field goal. And, on a and it wasn't 13-10. It was 35. So what are we talking about? Yeah, the out the out of bounds uh, host and co hosts are gonna they're gonna what come at us. What are we talking about? <laughs> Who's making these stats? <laughs> I don't know. That is who makes this crazy. game, dude. What I thought was crazy is I looked at the ninety nine club and seeing the ninety nine overalls. The Chiefs having two ninety nine overalls is absolutely insane. And then obviously you got the gritty king. I don't know how Aaron Donald gets a ninety nine overall and Zach Martin. He's like his PR agent's amazing. <laughs> like, dude, only played like what six games, seven what games. What are we talking about? The ratings what are, we are talking about. The ratings are always so bad in Madden. I really don't understand where <laughs> they pull sense. some of these ratings sense. from. <laughs> Calvin really okay. missed. Calvin really missed a whole year last year, and he came back. And since he's on the hype train for him being in the Jaguars, he's like the highest he's ever been in Madden. And like, I'm just like. Where was his love when he was on the Falcons? It's actually ridiculous. He's, 
what, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> I really want to know how they like pick what rating they're going to be. I feel like some of it has to do with like legacy. Like, I know that sounds weird. Like, I feel like they don't dock someone significantly low because of like what they've done in the past. But sometimes when they do like, okay, so Aaron Donald missed all the games he did last year, but like Mm -hmm. players like TJ Watt, a lot of other guys had more sacks than him. So why does he get a 99, but someone else gets a 94 or like a 93? I don't know. This would be a very interesting, like long form video. If you ever dove into this um, with your Madden experience, like how do we figure, how do they figure out player ratings? Like what data do they use? Is there, is there recency bias? Is this like a, they just, it's like fans of the teams that make the, like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Also, I don't know why I'm so triggered by a game rating for a player, but the, like Jalen Hurts not being at least 90 is, is wild to me. Mm-hmm. What, like, what are they docking it for? I don't even understand. Strength? I don't even know how, like, Prescott gets that high. He led the league in interceptions last year, too. Let's not forget. Why isn't that a statistic? But, no, I think Madden ratings have always been I, – I do love watching the interviews of uh, when they have the players in, mm. and then they, they go, hey, your Madden rating is this, just to see their reaction. That's always it fun. Be a, it could be a 98. They'd be like, why is it not 99? <laughs> Like it doesn't matter at all, but it's-, it's so funny, dude. Like this year they did something to where they, uh, they talked to the players and it was like a truth. Like they had a lie detector thing on him. He's like, your juke moves a 78. You mad about that? And they're like, no. And then like the lights turn red. He's yeah. like, Ooh, <laughs> That's she make her mad. And they just start laughing. They're like, Oh, don't do that. So, so what do you think the biggest snubs are? Or, or, or did you have a chance to, to kind of write those down? Um, I don't really think anybody got like super, like, I feel like a lot of people did get snubbed. Uh, when it comes to the offenses and defenses, I think they are okay. Um, I just don't know how they come about with these ratings all the time. Like, it seems like the, like for offenses, the Vikings are like very high. I feel like the Vikings are super high. Like, yeah, they have like Justin Jefferson and Kirk, but other than that, they lost their running back whatever else i don't know that's, that's way too high in my opinion but what do yeah. you who do you think is gonna what's gonna be your go-to pick when you play madden 24 who's gonna be the team that you rock i mean you always got to play the the hometown team you know the hawks i think that's a sleeper pick obviously okay uh, i respect it i respect it see because a lot of people would have said like the chiefs i think a lot of used team like the team that's gonna be used the most this year is like, i apparently guarantee it, you're gonna see a lot of chiefs Bills, Bengals, you'll see the Dolphins. Yeah, it's like people with all the most exciting quarterbacks, and it's the quarterbacks that are in the news most often. And then it'll be just people who are fans of the team. Um, I'm going to be fairly upset if, like, going up against the Chiefs with 99 Mahomes and 99 Kelsey, and they could just have free will at whatever they want in the game. Because you already know they're just going to be able to do what they want. Especially with that diving throw that they they, they introduced in the trailer, you know, gonna, yeah, I, I just don't want to be sick right now. I just don't want to talk about it because if that happens to me in the game, I'm seriously gonna lose like all hope at all. Like I just do not want to see that. I don't get it, man. I don't get why Lamar Jackson's a 91 and Jalen Hurts is an 88. Hey, that up. makes no sense to me. And Desmond but, Ritter's a 70? No, <laughs> is that what he is? Is he even on the is he even on the board? He's a 70. He's 70. Like, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I, I think that'd be a really cool video idea for you if you ever if you ever really dove into that. I just I don't know how. 
Let me know. Let me know. Let me know, guys, what you guys think about the uh, the Madden ratings. If uh, your team got snubbed or not. Snubbed. My team isn't even on the top ten for either. So that's that's where we stand. Um, the, the next topic I do want to get into, guys, is the Dolphin Emulator team abandons plans to launch it on Steam. If you guys don't know what the Dolphin Emulator is, it's the emulator that produces the Wii emulators, the Nintendo Switch emulators, the Game the GameCube emulator, stuff like that. It was trying to get pushed out onto Steam as its own app, so you could play these emulated games instead of having to get them on the Switch and pay for them. Uh, basically, Nintendo sent out a DMCA saying, like, hey, man, cut that out, because if you don't cut it out, we're going to be coming with our lawyers, and nobody wants to get into a lawyer battle with Nintendo. Um, personally, I get it business is business you can't sit there and say like oh man like why are they doing this they're just ruining gaming but i will say at the same time if you get rid of this uh like but you don't plan on releasing any of those older games then you just gotta let it go you gotta let people play your old titles some way shape or form i'm totally against being able to emulate games especially if it's like a switch game if you if you play a switch game like support the creators and buy it you know what i'm saying people put put in work to do True. it um getting it for free is kind of like it it's kind of a scummy thing to do i feel like in my opinion that might be a bold opinion to a lot of people because it's like why don't you just get it for free um what i'm not against is if you can't get the game and it's like oh i want to play nfl street too okay we'll pay 100 bucks and get it for the gamecube no i'm good i'll get it on my pc through three download links um that's a different story you know what i'm saying if you don't plan on releasing the game then just let dolphin emulator do its thing but other than that i'm just kind of I, 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 it sucks. We thought we were going to live in a time where like, Hey, we might be able to emulate some of these games on the go. A lot of few GameCube games. That I love think about like Mario double dash. That's probably never going to get made again, or a game like NFL street, or maybe some of the James bonds or some and of the NBA Sonic games. Yeah. Man, like stuff like that. that. That it's like, okay, like that would be actually cool. We games that you're are probably a million dollars now. What do you think? What do you think about this? What do you think? What are your opinions on it? So Nintendo not taking legal action. Um, I don't know, man. I just feel like Nintendo is one of those companies that, that takes their, you know, I feel like they're kind of like Disney where they, it's just like a no, no exceptions, no nonsense. We own what we own. There's absolutely no discussion to be had about it. Uh, But I really like your point about if you don't plan on releasing it, then what's the problem? Are you, like if you, especially if you're not announcing, you're like, "Hey, we have no, no real intention of doing this." Or like, why not work with the team itself? Why not promote them? Why not make a deal with them? Um, why not purchase them? Why not buy them out and just like have them run it for you? You could build hype with the games. Uh, you could, you know, whatever they could do with it. I I don't know how emulators work though. So the fact that they have a team where they can just take games and make them available seems kind of bizarre to me. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's yeah. That, that's a, that's above my pay grade as well. I really don't yeah. know exactly how that works, but at the same time, it's uh they they said they were going to do it. The hype was there for, it, and then they Nintendo scared them out of it. They got their lawyers involved, and they were just like, "Well, we don't want you doing this, man, because if you do this, it's going to be problems." Um, and sometimes, like I said, like I really don't care for the emulator. Like I, the only reason I care sometimes is if you like get Switch games because I know you could purchase Switch games right now for a reasonable price. You could pay them for sixty bucks, maybe a little bit less. Uh, but if you're doing it for the sole purpose of playing that childhood game that there's no way you could possibly purchase unless you pay a million dollars on eBay, let's emulate mm-hmm. the game. 
let's go for yeah. it right yeah. that's about the only freaking way and how that i'll ever emulate some seriously <laughs> i think I, I like played mario kart back in the day or maybe pokemon double dash Nah, like one of the original ones or like the original Pokemon. But outside of that, I've never done it. I was always afraid of downloading something that was going to break the computer. I'm sorry, guys. I thought we had a man of culture here on the other side of me, but apparently not. He hasn't played Mario Kart Double Dash. I thought you like played games. It's getting late, man. Let's wrap this up. Anyway. All right, guys. Thanks for... (laughs) What the... Like, like, are we kidding, though? Like, why... why Mario Kart Double Dash? I mean... We I, I could I could make a whole episode about that on its own, man. Double I've Dash. I've definitely was played a... Double Dash before. Okay, who are your characters though? I need to know if you really were down. Um, the only character that I've ever played, um, really was Kirby, but I don't think he's in Double Dash. From what I can remember, no, he's not. The, 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 know, okay, man. I'm gonna put you guys on. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you guys on the game right now. Every time you guys play Mario Kart in general, you guys want to pick the smallest and lightest characters you possibly can. You want to go ahead, go Baby Mario, Baby Luigi, Bowser Jr., Diddy Kong, all the baby characters. Get the acceleration up. You want to go uh, Red Koopa Shell, Green Koopa Shell, all those guys. If you know, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. The acceleration boost. You want that all the way up. At, Come on. This is like typical knowledge right now. This is typical stuff you this should is know. This is typical knowledge. Yes. <laughs> you, stood uh, so, you stood still for a while. That I thought... That, I, was holding, uh, I was holding the stare. I was holding the stare. Why Nick copying my hair? Next topic. All right. Chat going crazy. Hi, Jay. Hi, Coco. How, everybody? How is everybody? Um, we're going to go ahead and get into our first discussion piece of the night. Uh, Peter brought this one up, so I'm going to go ahead and let him uh, talk about this topic and uh, lead us into the discussion piece of the day. Uh, yeah, so this discussion piece, we want to talk about gamer burnout. Uh, this is just an article that I stumbled upon um, from a, a single author on GameSpace. They're talking about gamer burnout, and I think it's something that we've probably brushed on in previous episodes of like we have so many games to play so why don't we play any of them yes like not feeling not feeling like anything is exciting or worth our time or yes um you know i think sometimes we appoint to games not being good or, or the lack of good games out to play but there are good games there are good games on the market it doesn't matter what year they were released there are quality uh products that we can't play so some of the reasons that this author had listed um, for the reasons for burning out or being game, like experiencing gamer burnout, they had said external reasons, family troubles, work problems, um, things happening where you live, the country, the world as a whole, basically saying you're absorbing too much negative information from, from outside your, your space. Uh, the games, gaming process, uh, especially if you're a content creator, has become a job, so it's no longer... You're not looking forward to it in the traditional sense versus you're like, oh, I'm playing games tonight. Oh yeah, but I also have to record two hours of it and I have to do this and that and cut cut footage and, and do voiceovers, whatever. Um, and the one that actually stuck with me was too many choices. That's a good we, one. I like that. And we've talked about this before where when we were younger and we, you know, we might get, two to four games a year like we might get one game a quarter because we can't buy it ourselves friends family buy it for us 
So you like celebrate that game because that's all you have to play for the next three months. Whereas now you can spend 10 bucks a month. So essentially, you know, 120 bucks a year and you have this constant rotation of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of titles. Most of them, not great. Some of them good. A very small percentage of them are awesome. Mm. But you go in there and you basically scroll and part of the argument that they had made was you don't want to make a mistake and waste your time on a game that ends up you like you're not liking. So you, all you do is you end up scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And then an hour has passed. And you've played nothing. Right. So that's, that's kind of the point that I stuck to. Um, but wanted to kind of get your, and again, we talked about this, but just wanted to like, eventually the article leads into um, it might just be burnout in other parts of your life. That's like bleeding over into the gaming space. Um, or any leisure space, whatever that you're into, because it's probably possible to, to have burnout, whatever you're doing. But want to get your opinion, your feedback, if you've experienced it, how you've experienced it, how you've um, uh, remedied that. You know, what have you done to 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 fall back in love with what you're doing as far as the gaming space? Right. Um, this is a very good topic. I commend you for uh, picking this up for the podcast because this is something I'm very um, very inspirational on. I love to talk about. I love to touch on and bring out in me because um it's no lie people could say it as much as they can like oh just stick through it and grind it out but uh a lot of the time man it's kind of hard to bro uh with peter saying that there's about every time we do the games that are coming out this week i always announce like six to seven games so you add on to these six to seven games that come out every single week and it's like okay oh then they're really good games and sometimes that could be either a curse and a a curse or a blessing because it's like you really want to play these games they look great but at the same time bro sometimes these games will take 20 30 hours to beat uh most most of the time you get your your normal single player game 10 hours to beat that ain't nothing um i've i've learned to just sit down and just kind of grind it and it could either be a very good time or it could be a very draining time uh but then you get into a lot of these mmos these mmos are just traditionally so grindy and a lot of stuff happens in them look at a diablo the diablo devs were actually saying like it's okay to go ahead and feel like you have to take a break another game of psychonauts psychonauts also taught me and it also taught a lot of people that played that game it's a mental health game it's a puzzle game it's a game where it's saying it's okay to set down the controller if you feel uncomfortable what's going on in the game set it down and i think as a gamer and for you guys being gamers as well. Um, it is important to look at your mental health and it's important to look at your health in general. And I, I think a lot of times we get past that because it's like, we just game. Uh, we, a lot of times we say that gaming takes us away from the real world or the real world problems. Uh, but the real world is also draining as well. You only have so much energy inside of you in a day. Um, whether you believe it or not, you could try as hard and willingly as possible to try and forget about that. But sometimes it's still in your head. Um, so I definitely feel like, uh, there's a few things to get rid of this. Obviously the smart thing to do, um, or just like the more off the top of my head, like first thing that comes to my head, uh, take a break, set it down, uh, go do something else. I know. I know it's when I do this with my phone too much. It's like, go ahead, set it to the side. I'm done. I'm done looking at my phone. My phone's stressing me out. I'm irritated. I'm throwing it to the side. Um, I like to go outside, going outside, going for walks, actually talking to myself, ranting to myself. What do I need? What am I feeling? 
Uh, what's today have in store for me? That does a lot for me. Uh, today before the pod, um, I was kind of stressing. I'm like, okay, I got to get ready. Notes, everything. Um, it was like 615. I, I got up and I was like, man, I'm gonna take the dog for a walk. Took the dog for a walk. 30 minutes. Came back. Replenished. I'm good to go. Uh, but gamer burnout is definitely a thing. Uh, my thing for you is also remember uh, a simple tip that my friends have always taught me and a lot of people in life taught me. Uh, quality over quantity. Uh, because there are a lot of games nowadays that you could just play that people are releasing all the days. You got indie devs all the time and indie devs do release very good games. But when you get games on game pass, they'll release like seven games at a time. And some of them, but I say about five of them uh, and no disrespect to the people making them. Let's be honest. They seem unplayable, not your type of game. You like what you like and you know what you like. So um, it comes down to taking uh, your time and valuing what you do and corresponding that to gaming. If you feel like you're not right for the day, then you got to go ahead and do something else. Uh, but always think about yourself before you like commit to something big as like spending like, Oh, I'm going to spend eight hours gaming because sometimes like when you grow up, this is not the case anymore. I got kids. I've grown a lot of my times. It's like, okay, I can only get in four hours of gaming today, but that's okay. Like I, it is what it is. Like you just, you got to deal about adult stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, I don't think that, that like, I don't think that gamer burnout really is, is isolated to just playing games. I think it's, I think it does latch on to just regular burnout. It's like, like whatever that activity is, you know, if you're into super into knitting, if you're super into puzzles, coin collecting, you can just get crocheting. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> That's your jam. I mean, uh, one of the points that they did make in here, which which is something that I've done recently too, is is changing genres of game. That's true. I haven't Good played one. a JRPG since, and we'll count Pokemon as a JRPG. But if you can't even count that, I mean, I haven't touched the genre and and getting a Switch in the last month. Um, and actually, that was outside of Pikmin, but that was the first game I picked up. Is like something I never ever touched before. Never. I haven't touched in a decade, and I feel I'm like. Oh my gosh! Like there's a whole genre I haven't even touched for for ten years. Like there's we so should. Much um, I'll let you get back into it, but like we should really look into playing that Sea of Stars demo. I'm gonna download it before I get on this plane. Um, and see how it's like JRPG. Yeah. So give it a shot. Yeah. So switching genres are really good one. Um, like you said, put the controller down, turn the PC off, go do something else. I'm a big proponent of exercise. As boring and lame as that sounds, but like it it makes everything easier. Promise. Gym, gym is huge, bro. Yeah. The gym yeah. is huge, man. I, I don't know, like working out and stuff like that. I'm not even a big like muscle head. I just love putting good stuff in my body and then going and working it out. You could just tell you look better, you feel better, you have a little bit more energy in the day. Less stress. I mean, Less stress out. too, because you all that stress that you build up, man, and you're just like, okay, I got to go work this out. I'll go ahead and run this out real quick. I'll lift this out. You feel so much better, and you have your headphones in. You're just in with your thoughts. Yeah. So it's, it's a real thing, man. And, and like you said, I think some of it speaks to mental health. Um, I think burnout's a real thing just across the board in work in life and your job. Um, so we want to say, don't let one of the activities that we love the most playing games, you know, don't let it leak into that. And the, and the best way to do that is to, uh, like this person said, like you and I had said, 
do different things, get outside of it, protect it, make sure you don't, you don't let it get infected with all the, all the negative because um, it is a real thing. And another thing I would even say is like, when you get a when you get a game and you know, it's good, you enjoy it. Don't play a different game until you finish. Mm-hmm. I know it's kind of lame. Maybe that's not the best way to do it, but um, you know, we usually run a couple games at a time, but finish games that helps too. finish games. <laughs> It really does. <laughs> Finishing games is important. Um, getting some closure on these stories is important and, and seeing them through to the end, I would say. And thank you for bringing up that topic, bro. That was a good one. That's a good discussion piece. Let me know what you guys think about uh, taking care of yourself and getting uh, getting that stress off to continue on gaming and not having that burnout. Um, the next episode, or next episode. Wow, I am ready for vacation. <laughs> the next topic that we will be touching is not a topic it's actually your favorite part of the podcast the segment is called peter reacts <laughs> da, 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 where he reacts peter i got a good one for here today man that, hear- all right you ready to uh react to your topic of the day mm-hmm. so for this peter reacts episode today Xbox has announced they are releasing a Ninja Turtle collaboration with their controllers. The world's first pizza-scented Xbox controller. That is right. In in tradition for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Mutant Mayhem movie, they are releasing four custom controllers that all smell like pizza with their own little themes. You got Leonardo, Raph, Michelangelo, Donatello, and of course, they smell like good, <laughs> loving pizza. Is that their ad picture? Yes, it is. Okay, what's the pizza? What What's the pizza slice? Actually, is that just part of the? Is that where the scent lies? Is inside? I that? have no. You're You're asking the wrong guy, man. You're asking the wrong guy. <sighs> How long could that scent possibly last? I feel like it's just going to be some. What did you get used to it though? What kind of pizza? Also, though. It looks like pepperonis on this. Just pep straight across. Right. Straight pepperoni. It looks like they don't have anything else to it. I don't, because I'm, I'm seeing some pictures that have the actual pizza on the back of it, and some of them don't. So I don't understand. I think this is it also to like amp up their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder Revenge game that you can play in Game Pass that has six people. So I think that'd be kind of cool to have that controller it's and play game. that game. It Shout is a good out. game. It is a good game. It is a cool little game. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple hold questions. On, hold on, I see it right here. It says, <clears throat> designed to deliver the smell of the turtle's beloved meal to your game time. These exclusive Xbox wireless controllers come with a built-in scent diffuser shaped like a slice of delicious New York za. The controller comes in four variations, each representing the signature colors, weapons, and personality of a teenage brother, Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo. So it's a pizza diffuser. Okay. Um, a couple questions. First, yep. if I'm playing this game, okay, is that blowing straight into my eyes while I'm playing? <laughs> no, I hope is that not. That's my t- eyeballs with pizza that's juice. A, that's a terrible design. A second question: if I if my hands are all sweaty all over this controller, which they're going to be, is it now fusing with the pizza juice smell? Sweat and pizza might be top three like nastiest things. What do they look like again? Hold on, bring them back up. All right, let's let's see. What which one are you copying? I'm definitely copying the Donatello one. 
Dude, hold on, bro. There's a hole right there where the pepperoni is. That thing's going straight into your face. That's that's what I'm saying. It's aimed right at. <laughs> right at <laughs> oh no, that is terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Can you refill it? Is it refillable or is it like a one cartridge and you're done? So I don't know, bro. Where do you find pizza diffusers at? Like oh, this is like other. A- Can I? Okay. It- <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. How much are they? It's a, you. I think it's a giveaway. I don't think they're selling them. Okay. If I can refill the diffuser, I still don't want it. You can enter the giveaway if you go to um, Xbox Game Pass on Twitter and retweeting their Xbox Game Pass sweepstakes tweet, which I will uh, probably be doing because hey, I I'm going to do it. I'm still going to do it. Right. I think we should at least try to get a pizza controller, like fairly, you know? I think we should because I'd love to bring it on the show after one of his wins, and then we can we can talk about the smell. That'd be great. That'd be great. Is this an April Fool's joke? Is this no, it's April? not. We're in July, Peter. <laughs> I appreciate okay. it. I appreciate everybody being here, man. I want to remind everybody before we get into the main topic and the last topic of the day. Uh, make sure if you guys like this type of content, make sure you guys leave a subscription uh, because it does help and you guys won't miss another gaming gone weird episode at 8 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday. Also, I know your news. We have a lot of other uh, shows on here that represent a lot of other things like movies, sports, crazy news, celebrity news, everything for your guys is great listening. Um, so make sure you guys sub, like, comment, all that stuff. And we appreciate everybody kicking it here with us right now. Um, the main topic of the day is we're going to be talking about uh, backlog and attacking the backlog. And also we are going to be doing that by touching on games that we both actually took personally from our backlog to also demonstrate about how you could take down that backlog a little bit further. Um, I'm going to kick it off to Peter because Peter's been playing a game that he picked up from his backlog that he just can't get enough of. Yeah, Uh, and that game being Octopath Traveler, which came out in 2019, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, First things first, first things first. What do you you recommend for somebody? First off, let's... Let's start off with the definition of a backlog. If you guys don't know what a backlog is, it's when you have a stack of games this thick that sit off on the side of your desk that you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take care of these. Oh, look, these are games I handpicked out that are just sitting right there. I'll get to them one day. And they just sit there and pile up and pile up and pile up and pile up because more games come out and you can never catch up. And it's a never ending cycle of backlog. I'll tell you this, buying new games, is it feels good. It makes you feel good. And then you have the task of actually playing them through the end, which is more difficult. Buying new games yeah. is great. I love I love building the backlog, which is why the backlog it's, exists. It's, it definitely has a pizza diffuser-like feeling to it about <laughs> having a backlog and having to do it. Because every time that. you open up your, your, your library, it just blasts you in the face. Uh, but the game I've been playing, uh, as Raph had said to to uh, to start playing would be Octopath Traveler uh, again, which is a genre that I have not touched for a very long time, and I have it for the console, which I've never had before. Uh, and I've been playing this; I probably have about twenty hours into it, and I'm still in chapter one. So the game, if you do everything, has potential of over a hundred hours of gameplay. So for me, that's like the perfect Switch game. I can put in maybe an hour a day. You, and the fact that it's turn-based, like you can put it in 30 minutes and then put it on sleep mode and then come back to it later. But I've been working on that game. That's like nothing I've ever played. The art style is so cool, man. It looks like a pop-up book. It's really hard to explain, but if you're thinking of a pop-up book, like 
you can only go left and right. You can only go forward and backward, but everything is static. Like all the environments are static, but it, it just, it's like, it's an art style I've never seen. The boss fights are really cool. It's difficult. There's a ton of strategy. There's like dozens and dozens of items. You have eight different characters to choose from uh, to build your party, but they all have their own storylines. So you have to complete storylines times eight because they all have their own little, you know, their, their little story of how they came together. I hope that the game ties everyone together at the end and they all have like a common goal. We'll see. But I, dude, I'm almost, I'm, I'm like 20 hours in and still in chapter one. Yeah. Um, I just want to let you know, my brother, you're never getting that backlog finished. Yeah. Yeah. Octopath Traveler. <laughs> I'm playing it. I'm playing it, man. It's it's cool. And then it, it makes me want to play the next one, but I feel like once I finish that game, I'm not going to touch the, the sequel, which you have as part of your backlog. Uh, yeah, and see. now that I know that they're a million hours long, I'm just gonna let them uh, let them chill there for a little bit. I think that's a game I uh, pick up a little bit later. Um, my tip for uh, even tackling a backlog would probably be for the first thing is um, know what you're gonna play and dedicate yourself to it. Don't dedicate yourself a few hours to it. You know, like okay, today's the day I'm gonna play at least four hours of this game because really sitting down and playing some of these games, they don't take a crazy amount of time to actually beat. Some may think in your head like, oh, 20 hours seems like a really long time. If you take like four or five hour days, you tackle it, you get it done. Um, you just got to dedicate that time to it. Um, but that also gets in back into burnout, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, so yeah, it's like a, it's like a fine balance of anything. So uh, a question about Octopath Traveler. Um, did you feel like it was a little difficult at all? Did you feel like you had like a disadvantage because you never played that type of game before? Like, did you feel like um, you had to learn a lot before really getting into the game? Was I do nothing like about a learning it. Curve? I do nothing about it really. Um, I would say that's the type of game that you shouldn't pick up if you don't have patience. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're like in a rush to, to finish a game, that's 100% not the one. If you're not into reading dialogue bubbles, that's not the game for you. There's a ton of dialogue bubbles. Uh, the art is so well done though. Like the, the visual graphics, the visual effects of the combat and the, the, like when you go into a boss fight, they make, they exaggerate the size the art of the boss and then you have your little you know you like you have little sprite characters so everything always looks like this huge task that you have to overcome uh, which is cool which is a cool concept uh but they also had to write eight stories for eight main characters which is insane so, yeah that's that's crazy and, and i don't know how it ends and i hope that you kind of get this like feeling that they're trying to tie everything together so like these eight strangers come together and, and they have a common goal at the end. That that would be my ideal way for the game to end, but it's just so long. Like the game is so long. So I, you, you gotta have patience. You gotta just be like, this is the game. When I open this console for me to switch, like that's just what I'm playing. Out of curiosity, what else is added to your backlog besides that? How how thick is your backlog? Do you got any got a game a list of games that you're kind of just like taking it little by little, thinking about what's the next step? Do you always like consider what the next game's gonna be, or are you just going random? Anything that has multiple um, games in the series. So theoretically, you could say Octopack Traveler Two is in my backlog. Uh, Pikmin Two, Three, and Four are now in my backlogs because I picked all those up um, because I. 
I just love the series so much. Um, uh, I would say half of the Telltale games are probably in, are in my backlog at this point. Um, so I did The Walking Dead, did Batman, uh, but they have they have a bunch of other ones, and now they're coming out with a new one. So it's like you those games I know are just a grind. So it's it's hard to they sit in the backlog because I know it's a project once you start it. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not multiplayer. It's not a shooter. It's not you know you can't just hop on for two. It's not Exo Primal. You can go on forty five minutes. Wow, go crazy. <laughs> think you know use zero brain power and then log off wow you know <laughs> just wow saying, just saying Woo! that got it's, me a little hot it's just reflexes there's no thought whatsoever and yeah then, for noobs which is yeah. uh but that's what makes that part of what makes that game great you don't have to think you can just go in you could shut your eyes basically and just play it's just totally pointless and thoughtless and you go and you kill a bunch of dinosaurs and then you fight some multiplayer people and then you log off and they, and then you know it's just it's gone it's gone forever <laughs> this is so fun both have their oh. place though both have their place for sure um what about you though so this was like the first time in probably I stopped playing I stopped gaming for like a little bit for like two weeks I would say um, I haven't really picked up any games. Didn't really know what to play, but a new Prime Day was around, and like we said earlier, oh, games are on sale. Let's go ahead, and let's buy them because they're on sale. So I bought a handful of games, and it's like a lot of them Switch games because Switch games usually don't go go down from that sixty dollar price tag. Uh, so I bought a few Switch games, and I bought uh, one of them that I'm playing right now is uh, Bayonetta three. And I was kind of skeptical about starting Bayonetta 3 because I always do this to myself and I think it's unfair and it's very, um, I feel like it's a disrespect or a slap in the face of the other great games that come out with one and two and just kind of skipping the three because you didn't start playing the other ones. But um, so I, I started three, but I really wish I would have started with one and two. Uh, but Needless to say, I started three, and right off the rip, I was very confused of what was going on in the game. Uh, they have they do not hold your hand at all. Uh, they basically kick off where they left started in the last few Bayonetta games. They don't introduce you to no characters. They don't really, really introduce you to any side people. They just jump you back in. And this is the first time I've seen this in a game for a really long time because I felt like a lot of times, a lot of times when they came out with like a sequel to the game, they make it to where it's like, you won't need to play the first one to understand what's going on, but it really does help. Uh, this was like one of those games where it was like, yeah, we don't care. You better play the other ones. You better know what's going on <laughs> yeah. to do this. Um, yeah. And I'm just kind of glad that I tackled it for a little bit. But one of the main things with this game that I noticed that I could help take down my backlog a little bit more is uh, you guessed it, guys, just sitting down and playing it. Um, I kind of just turned my mind off. I set the record button on and I just played six hours of Bayonetta three and I had a really good time playing it and I got done a decent chunk of it to where I've got this game done in about a week. I still have like one or two more chapters, but by the time of this recording, by the time I'm sitting on the plane, it'll be being, uh, so I'll be able to go ahead and start something else. Um, but the game's great. Um, I love it for what it is. And, um, I think Bayonetta is like one of those characters that's just super dope. Like, I think she's just very cool. And like the, um, the way that platinum kind of just shows her off is that she's just a straight up, just like 
she's just a great character. I don't know how to like say it in like clean terms. She's she's BA, bro. She's she's the best. She's awesome. She does everything she does is very cool, very nice. Everything it has like a thought like a thump to it. Like it's it's very good. Like I I like they make it very clear that like she's like the coolest cat. Like she's the cat's pajamas. Mm-hmm. She's like her. Um, and that's pretty cool. Um, I like how in that game you don't have to settle on one type of different style of fighting. You could have like multiple styles because you have different beasts in the game, different weapons, different attack patterns, uh, different summons and stuff like that. So I think it makes it very cool. Uh, but um I just I just think when you're going ahead and tackling your backlog, it's just sitting down. Uh, playing the game, getting as much done as you possibly can within that one title and just enjoying it for what it is. Um, Don't be afraid to tackle it. But I think when you have a game library of a thousand games, because remember game pass is technically in your library because you have it, you have a million games just staring at your face and it could get intimidating. And you're like, I'm never going to get it done. Just go ahead and like make a list. This is what I want to play. This is the games I want to get done for. It don't even have to be any reason. You could be like, I just want to play this series or I want to have this type of genre or it's like, Hey, these are games that I really thought looked cool. Let's get into it. Or these games are short. So I'll go ahead and play these. Um, And attacking it makes it so much easier. And I just literally slapped them on my desk. And every day I look at it and I'm like, what game is going to be next? So Bayonetta is almost done. I think when I get on the plane, I'll probably hop on Dragon Quest Treasures, which I'm kind of scared about starting because it's a side quest, a side game to a game I've never played before. But the backlog's got to get finished, so you just tackle stuff day by day. Finishing, that's the key. Pick one and just finish it. Don't don't keep popping because then you have then you have a hundred games that are half done. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in that. We at Gaming on Weird recommend you guys to start tackling your backlog, take it day by day, enjoy what you play, and have fun. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and that has been our episode 45 of Gaming Gone Weird. Thank you guys for coming and kicking it. I seriously appreciate and love every single one of you guys for all your guys' love and support. Um, Peter, go ahead and... Uh, Ship them off goodbye. Tell the people what you're working on, what you're going to be doing, and uh, all that good stuff, man. Tell them, tell them what you're what you're on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you, everyone, as always, for coming and hanging out with us every Wednesday here on Gaming Gone Weird. It does go a really long do. way. Really, it really, do. really Seriously. does go a long way. Thank you. Uh, so, Peter, aka Not Ghost Stories, on all things socials, um, we are working on um, just long doing a lot of YouTube con- content as of late. Uh, so doing as much <laughs> YouTube content. Uh, we got the Creators Unplugged podcast on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. We've got the Ballback podcast, which is all thing football um, on there with uh, with Tom as well. And that's on YouTube, but we just got our cover art finished. So that's going to be up on Spotify and wherever you can find your um, listen to podcasts very, very soon as we get ready for the season. And yeah, everything on everything. You can find me. I would say Twitter, but now it's just an X. So who knows? Thank you, Peter. I appreciate you, man. Keep growing. Keep being great. This has been Nick Tana, guys, the other co-host of Gaming Gone Weird. And what am I going to be working on? Well, 
I'm going to be working on nothing. Uh, <laughs> nah, I actually lie. So right now I'm working on the Bayonetta 3. Uh, a review will be on that soon. So if you want to check out game reviews, because I am a game critic, make sure you guys check me out at you love Nixana on YouTube, Twitter, all that stuff for updates. And um, I will be at DreamCon this weekend. So if I do see anybody at DreamCon that is watching this, come say hi. Don't be afraid. I will be asking a lot of people questions for Gaming Gone Weird. So make sure you guys are there. Don't be scared. I'm ready to get in Texas. I'm ready to feel the heat. And uh, I'm just showing off this chocobo that my wife made me because this is uh, some true talent. Um, And she did a very good job with that. So um, with that being said, thanks for being weird with us, guys. Uh, Be safe. Tell someone you love them. I'll catch you guys next week for another Gaming Gone Weird. If you want to see all our videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, click the subscribe button below. Otherwise, we'll start posting spoilers about your favorite new movies.